This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. And welcome to another episode of The Widow Podcast. It is so lovely, as always, to have you here with me. And I also, before I start, would just like to say such a big thank you to those of you that have shared the podcast with people, that have left reviews, that have subscribed, whichever way you can to support this in helping many, many people that are in a very dark place right now. So as always, I'd love to reach out if you are enjoying these podcast episodes, if they are helping you, supporting you, if they are offering you some light in a dark place, please do take a moment to just share it with somebody in a group that you might be in. Subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. If you're not, go and check out YouTube and subscribe to it anyway and leave reviews like whatever you can do. It really is hugely appreciated. So thank you. In today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about how grief shows up physically in our bodies. We have a huge physical response to grief and it can be frightening sometimes in the way that it shows up. For me, certainly, there were a few times that I was actually scared for my own life. And and I did actually end up in A&E a couple of times because the pain was just too much that I felt there was something actually physically wrong with me. Um, one time I thought I was having a heart attack myself. Um, actually, I was having a, a panic attack and I'd never had one before. And then another time I thought I, I thought I was having an, an aneurysm or something was going on in my brain because the, the headache was so intense and so painful. It was awful. So I want to help you to understand that grief, not only is it incredibly immensely and emotionally draining, it also is physically But please, I have to point out that the things I talk about in this episode today, as much as they can be related to grief, as with anything, if you have a new symptom that's showing up for you, if you have anything that's concerning you in any way, go and get it checked out. I did spend a lot of time at my doctor's in the very early days of my grief. And as I say, I ended up in A&E a couple of times. I actually even went to A&E at the beginning of this year um, because, again, I was I was having chest pains, um, the palpitations, and, and it was horrible. And again, they tell me it's it's anxiety. Um, but if you're ever unsure, if there's ever anything going on that doesn't feel right to you, it's a new symptom. You don't know what it is. It's unexplained to you. Yes, okay, you could put it down to grief. Please go and get it checked out because a it will hopefully give you peace of mind. But b there is a possibility that there could be an underlying problem and 
I would hate for you to put something down to grief when actually it does need some medical attention. So the things we talk about here and now, yes, they can be related to grief. And yes, you may find that a lot of your symptoms are grief related, but don't ever leave them. Don't ever not get them checked out. Don't diagnose yourself. It's really important to remember that. So obviously it can take a substantial toll on our physical health but it is primarily associated with emotional pain. And and that's where people focus their attention because that is a huge part of grief. But there are many parts. And yes, emotionally, it takes a huge toll. Physically, it shows up for us, as I'm going to talk about here. But, you know, there's also the mental side of grief. There's the social side of grief. There's the, the spiritual side of it. it. It impacts all areas of our life. And that's really hard for us to navigate. So as much as we're going to talk about the physical aspects of it today, there's so much more, isn't there? I know you know that. I know you're experiencing it as well. However, there was a study published in um, a journal, Psychosomatic Medicine, found that grieving individuals had a higher incidence of infections due to weakened immune function. And we do. We do experience significantly far more colds, coughs, viruses when we are grieving. You know, so many people say to me, you know, I just feel like I'm getting ill all the time. And of course you are. Of course you are. You you know, it's, it's proven there have been studies done on this. It's also impacted, I'll, I'll talk about the, 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 the sort of stress response that we go into when we are grieving, but you've also got examples like lack of sleep, you know, that has an impact on our immune system. We're often not eating very well. We may not be getting out and moving our bodies, spending time in nature. There's all of this that contributes to the fact that physically it takes its toll on us. Grief can lead to inflammation in the body. And this can be a mix of psychological and physiological factors. And I'll go through a few of them now to help you understand what those are and why our body responds in the way it does. So grief triggers a significant stress response in the body. You all have heard me talk before about how when we are in grief, especially that really early raw grief, We are constantly in that stress response and that the adrenaline, the stress, the the hormones, they are are searing through our our body, our, our veins. And this is hard for our body because when we are in a stress response, when we're in that fight flight mode, we tend to flee the scene. We'd run away from the danger. We would get away from it in some way. And this is why exercise actually is incredibly beneficial to us to get our heart rate pumping. And you may have heard me talk about this before if you've listened to the podcast episodes. But if you go back to the days when we were hunter-gatherers, if we were in danger, if we went into that stress response, we would absolutely run away from the tiger that was coming to eat us. When we do that, when we escape the danger, we are giving our body, our brain signals that we are getting away from it. We release feel-good hormones, we reduce 
the stress hormones. And this is why it's so good for us to do something that gets our heart rate moving when we are grieving, because it signifies to our body that we are escaping the danger. It has that same physiological message response for us. And we calm down. It sort of kicks in that the, the parasympathetic nervous system. There's many things that we can do to support that as well, which I will talk about. But this is why it's really good because, you know, when we do experience intense emotional distress, our bodies release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And these hormones, like I say, they are designed to prepare us for that fight or flight. And this includes that heightened alertness and increased energy. And you, you might notice that in the way that you feel like that, that just constantly on, on the edge, like you're, you're ready to, to pounce almost. You can't relax. You're just always in that high alert state. That is your, your stress response. And that's why it's really important that we find tools to help bring us out of that because being in that for a long time can can have a, a huge impact on our body. It disrupts the body's normal functioning, including the immune system. And prolonged stress can suppress the immune system. And when it's weakened, it may not function in a way that allows us to fight off the, the viruses in a way that we ordinarily would which makes us more susceptible to infections and illnesses. Hence, where we get more coughs, colds along the way. The stress hormone, particularly cortisol, can trigger an inflammatory response in the body as part of the stress reaction. So while this is okay, short term, if this is happening over a long period of time, it can have harmful effects on our health. And again, it's really important that we recognize that these, we are in this response. These stress hormones are, you know, running through our veins, having this impact on it. Unresolved grief and emotional pain can manifest itself physically as well, often leading to symptoms, headaches, muscle tension, digestive issues. You know, there's so much, isn't there, that shows up for us. And this physical tension can actually further contribute to the, the chronic inflammation that our body is already experiencing. And like I say, you know, we already have changes in our in our lifestyle on top of this as well. Lack of sleep, poor diet, reduced movement, and these also exacerbate the inflammation. It's not, you know, not everybody will experience these problems, these symptoms. You know, this isn't a given. We all do this very differently and we all do it in our own individual ways. But I think at some point in our grieving journey, most of us will experience some physical symptoms to our grief. And they may not be new. You may have underlying conditions that were quite well managed beforehand, but actually in your grief, in this stress response, it exacerbates those pre-existing conditions. And this shows up a lot for people, you know, things like diabetes that can really flare up. Fibromyalgia is something as well that people suffer from that is, is really, really exacerbated when we go into grief, but not everyone will will experience these these symptoms at all. But they can be a normal response to our loss. 
things that we can do, as I've said, exercise is really helpful to us in bringing in those those feel-good hormones, reducing the stress hormones, letting our body know that, that we're safe, it's okay. But there are other things you can do. Now, when I talk about exercise, I just want to point out actually that you don't have to start running marathons. Um, you don't have to go on ridiculously long bike rides or, or swimming miles in open water. A power walk can be enough. If you love dance, anything, or you're curious about it, joining a group, doing something fun like that, but it's just something that moves your body and gets your heart rate moving, but doing it in a way that you enjoy. It's not a punishment. It's finding a way to to support your body through your grief. Breath work. You'd have heard me talk about this before. It's just such a useful tool and it's something that is available to us all the time. And even if you can just take a minute just to slow down, to sit still and to take some really nice deep breaths. Now, you will notice if you do this, slowing down and really taking in a big deep breath in through your nose, really allowing your your belly to expand so you're filling your lungs. A lot of the time when we're in that stress response, we are breathing very shallowly, very quickly. And you will notice just the upper part of of your chest is moving. You might be breathing in through your mouth, very quick, shallow breaths. We really want to be filling the whole of our lungs. They come right the way down to the bottom of our ribs. And we want to be taking in a big, deep breath that fills our stomach. You can feel it rising and you are filling your lungs with air and oxygen and taking a really nice, slow, deep breath in through your nose, filling your lungs. If you're able to, hold at the top for a couple of seconds after you've taken your big, deep breath in and then let it out slowly, controlled, calmly. If it helps, whilst you're breathing in, count to four. Box breathing is a really good one. Breathe in for four hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. And you can do that at home very, very easily. If four's too long, do it for three. If four is not long enough, go up to five, six. Just see how you feel. It really helps to to calm us down if we can make the out breath slightly longer than the in breath. So another thing you can do is breathe in for four, breathe out for six, breathe in for four, out for six. Find what works for you. There's so many different breathwork patterns out there. Just if all of that feels like too much, just sit and take some deep breaths and you will feel as you breathe out, relax your shoulders and you will feel the tension leaving your body. You will notice if you're able to check your heart rate, your heart rate will lower. Just take time to do that. It's it's so incredibly beneficial to us. Doing things like yoga, Pilates, stretching, releasing the grief from our bodies. I've had the lovely Orla Blackburn on here. I do work with Orla. She comes into my groups. She has her own membership. She does grief yoga. And it is just so amazing to give yourself that time and attention to release what is within because we hold on to so much that muscle tension and to allow us to find ways to let that go really benefits us. Meditation. 
absolutely fantastic. There are so many apps out there. There's the Calm app, there's the Headspace app, there's Insight Timer, which is one of my favorites. And and you can literally do something for five or 10 minutes, but just to allow yourself to pull back from everything, slow down and take some time for your mind. Also reaching out for support, professional help, groups, counsellors, anything like that. As I say, I have my membership. It is incredible, the support it offers. It is very low cost. It is very high value. It's £35 a month, $45. It's called Remember. I will pop the link in the show notes for you. We meet three or four times a month. We talk about all sorts of topics that come up for us in our grief. We support each other. We cheer each other on. We pick each other up when we're down. It's that sense of belonging. It's being part of a community that you know get it, that understand. And it is so beneficial to us, especially if you feel unsupported, like people don't understand you. Take that time to invest in you and do something that is going to have such a hugely positive impact on your journey. If my membership doesn't work for you, find something that does. Find a community of people that will support you along the way. Find a therapist. Anything that you need, reach out. As much as we have to find our way through this, we don't have to do it on our own. We really are stronger when we are together. And I cannot express enough how much it helps to be part of a group of people that are walking a similar path to you. It gives us so much strength to continue to do what we need to do, but also inspires us because you see what other people are doing and, and how they are walking their path. And we we draw from that experience and, and that wisdom. So if you are experiencing anything, First of all, please do go and get it checked out, like I said at the beginning, but also do something that supports you because we're in that that stress response and we have those heightened emotions and feelings working their way through us. It's so much and it's so hard and the body does physically react to the loss. The grief has a physical response. And it's so important that we take the time to look after ourselves. You know, I've shared so many things throughout these podcast episodes that you can do that will help you to take that time to support yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually, whatever is is calling you, whatever area needs some attention, take the time, slow down, breathe get outside in nature. A brilliant thing to do, actually, um, that I learned from Michelle. I can never pronounce her surname, but she's one fit widow. Um, she's an amazing lady. She's She does more sort of health and fitness now, but, but she's very inspiring. Um, but to lie on the floor on your back and put your legs up a wall, and in, if you're able to just let them sway from side to side or just leave them. And, and if you're able to take some time to do some breath work or a meditation whilst you're there, just to take a few minutes, because actually by having your legs up like that activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we are wanting to do, which all the things that I've talked about here today 
also activate the parasympathetic nervous system, meditating, breathing, slowing down, getting out in nature, being part of a community, feeling safe, feeling supported. All of those things are going to absolutely support you. So get these things checked out if they are concerning you, but understand it does show up physically and your body is giving you information all the time about what it needs for you to help to support it. If you're tired, rest. If you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, just step back, take some time for you, reach out and ask for that help. Create these daily practices that are going to support you in your grief. I know it feels like you have to carry on like you did before and do all the things that you've always done, but life is different now. You are going through something huge and this really is time for you to take that time for you. It will help you in so many ways. So, I will leave that with you. I hope you have taken something from today. I hope it has helped normalize what it is you are experiencing or maybe given you that little nudge to go and get checked out and hopefully bring in some self-care practices that are going to support you as you navigate your way through this journey. As I said at the beginning, if you are able to take a minute to like, share, comment, leave a review, anything that you can do to help me reach more people going through widowhood, grief, really, really is appreciated. And I am sending you so much love. As always, be gentle with yourselves and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.